Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 189. Our guest tonight, our good friend, Dusty Bow. Time on whiskey and cocaine. What's the point of putting any other way? If I'm alive at 65, I'm robbing me a bank. Cause why not? I've lived more than anybody should. I got away with more than most people could. I got secrets. Is 
prison served in your time a couple years down the line his baby mama died he stayed stoned crazy in them pills watched great laws for miles and miles then seen him face him with that devilish smile anything he needed never out of Maybe that's what's got a spore right into the teeth. Your days are numbered. Suburban outlaw. That silver spoon you hold. The fire you'll fall. Hey, yo. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great, brother. It's been a little bit too long, but good to see you. It has been too long. Yeah, good to see you guys, too, man. I'm looking over this camera. It's weird. It's right in my head, buddy. <laughs> hey, no. It's cool, man. So, uh, dude, so you're the second person that's done our format with uh, doing the songs first. I got to say, Earl, I dig it, dude. I like yeah. it, yeah. I feel like you sounded great. I feel like it flows a lot better. And, I mean, definitely sounded good. So. Yeah, definitely yeah, I liked it better on my on my part, too, yeah. Yeah, how, how does it feel as, uh, coming in and doing that? Good. It's Yeah, yeah it's kind of, it's, it's you know, you get in the, you get going, you, you get warm, you keep you keep going. You stay in that groove and, and that, and that uh, flow, and you don't got to, you know, I like it. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I'm into it. I think it's a good call. Right on, man. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, how you been, brother? I've been good, man. Busy. I was going to say, you've been a very, very, very busy man. Yeah, man. Been gigging a bunch and just uh, lots of lots of prep work for the tour, getting things figured out. And yeah, just kind of keeping it going. We're leaving in three days. West Coast tour. West Coast. Yeah. Westbound mess around. Westbound mess around, yeah. dude. That's killer. You, <laughs> yeah. got, you know, you just got a ton of merch in. So you got so much going on right now, man. Yeah. Um, as a... Uh, just kind of talk to us about that process. I know uh, from from the setting up of the run that you're getting ready to make to kind of right, you know, you're within a week, you're leaving in, in Friday, you said. Um, what is that kind of getting to that that step where you're getting ready to go to this from the, the build up to now? What what have you been ramping up to? What have you been, what's it been like for you? Um, Man, it's been, it's been really, um, uh, last year was a big learning curve for sure because it was, you know, it was, it was, we were taking out, you know, pulling, we we're pulling like a 25 foot camper and this, that, and the other. And, you know, you live and you learn and whatnot. And it makes more sense for us just to pull a gear trailer and yeah. then stay in hotel rooms and okay. what, you know, as far as just time and gas and whatnot. But, you know, after we, you know, we started booking the shows we've been working on like the logistics of it and booking mostly since April. 
Yeah, it's been it's been a while, That's you know. And that we didn't really jump into it hard. I will say until probably May, June ish. Um, but uh, it's you know the last month and a half for me has just been like getting the hotel rooms lined up, like figuring out mileage, like about you know trying to get sponsors lined up, which we we got. Who do you some, got? The name. Give us your sponsors. Yeah, if you don't so mind. mom, mom's music. Um, you know, they're they're my homies. Yes, been, sir. Been 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 going there, shopping there since I was thirteen, and Jeff's been really good to me. So they're they're uh, number one. They've been you know been on board since I started this thing and whatnot. But uh, uh, Da Vinci Pay, which is a new, um, it's a new crypto kind of pay company where you're going to be able to pay. You know on websites and stuff with you know how you can like choose to pay with paypal this is going to be like a free people that want to pay with crypto and whatnot and uh <laughs> and uh sorry about that but uh, you know technical it's two weeks in a row with cameras fell oh, studio yeah, ghost hit me in the head this time i don't know what you're talking about it wasn't on the video so whatever <laughs> um and you then uh, just use these two man we're good sorry uh, about that brother that's no, okay um revive which is a liquid iv powder which will be really great yeah to you'll have. need just, that yeah stay hydrated <laughs> and like just kind of you know get brought back to life when we need it and then um heritage print shop which is a local merch company you know they they hooked us up and then uh reyes which is the new cerveza that they make at um gustavo's the mexican okay. restaurant so i don't we're not going to be like bringing out a bunch of their beer yet but we're going to be doing some stuff with them after the tour you know but they're you know they're that they're on board as well so very thankful for them. So thank you all. Dude, that's killer. That's awesome Thanks, that man. you, uh, number one, that you get this, have gotten the support from, uh, you know, businesses and stuff to kind of throw some stuff at you to help you do that. Um, how do you go about doing that? Is that something that you reach out and it's just communication and, and uh, relationships that you've forged through time and effort? How's that work? Yeah. So, you know, the the one thing I guess we're, we're offering them is, is basically just a lot of piggybacking like advertising for them you know we're mm-hmm. going to be flying their flag we got them all their logos on we printed some tour t-shirts set on the back of them they have the all the the full date schedule and then it has all the sponsors on the back of the shirts and then on the posters we have all the sponsors on there too and then we have banners that we're gonna have on stage and then we're going to be doing a lot of social media like tagging them and just kind of posting links and stuff where people can go to their sites and this, that, and the other, and just kind of, you know, just letting people know about them too. Um, and then, you know, with, with stuff like with, with moms, it's, you know, it's, you know, we're, we're, you know, doing, uh, I mean, you guys see, I post a lot of their gear and stuff like that. So that's kind of something just, just sharing the love, you know, cross advertisements and whatnot, you know, just collaborating that way. And, uh, yeah. So how, and that's the thing too, is it's, 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 yeah, it's been over like relationships and, and, and whatnot and some connections with, you know, I've been working with a marketing guy and he's the one that set things up with revive and, um, Da Vinci pay and, and Reyes as well. But, uh, um, yeah, just kind of, you know, raising your hand, asking, asking people, it's like, Hey, we're going to be doing this. You want to like help us out with some fuel. We'll, you know, we'll promote you as well, you mm-hmm. know? And cause we, we can't pay that. You know what I mean? It's not like we can't, or we yeah. can't, we can't really do too much for them as far as other than advertising, which is a big but, but part that's, of a business. That's, yeah. I mean, I was going to say that's your job. I mean, you know, you are a, a, a self run business on your own. Um, so there's a ton that you get offered with exposure and, and I know how hard you work um, on the social media ends, not only for your own stuff and promoting and, and you know, 60 second song, uh, guitar, you know, lessons. guitar yeah. lessons and things like that, <laughs> yeah. which are, you know, uh, super cool and, and helpful to, to people that want to learn something new, but also, you know, doing those type of, uh, like for moms in particular, doing some, playing some of their gear and showing people what the tone is and what they've gotten. And, and so it's, it's not just a one-sided relationship it, oh, by no. any means. Not at all. Not when you, I mean, you're one of the, I think, I said this the other day, I think you're one of the more talented people in the whole city, man. You got like mm-hmm. it all going on. You're a great songwriter. You can sing. You can about light that guitar on fire, man. You're a good looking dude. Like you're, yeah. It, Thanks, it, when man. you're a talented person, you have something to offer and you have well, a lot to offer for sure. It's not you, one-sided brother. by any means. And here's the thing that, that it kicks that all over the field goal for me is the the effort that you put in the work that you put behind it it is not something that um you know 
a lot of people, I'm sure me included, and, and a million people that play music or write music or doing it, they, I'm going to write this amazing song and sit and wait for somebody to discover me. And that's just not the way that it works if you want to be a successful musician. So, you know, to put in the effort behind all of that, you know, um, I think that's, that's the thing that gets it for me. You know, you're yeah. a lot like that. You're hard. You're, you're behind the, it's not all about just writing the songs and doing the stage work. Um, yeah. When we talk about this, almost every episode, like when you are a musician and you're independent or mostly independent, you do everything yourself. You yeah, book your own everything. tours, you find these sponsors yourself, you write the songs, you got to sing the songs, you got to find the band, you got to pay the band. Yeah. It's like a lot of times the first record is you record it yourself in a basement <laughs> or something yeah. like that or on an iPhone. You know, I mean, we had uh, the pretty goods in here last night. And and they are really they're really, the really good. They keep the saying really that good. they are really really yeah. good. They were really fun. really good. Super tight harmony. Um, great songs, and they have nothing out there. You know, uh, which is a shame. We're gonna make sure that that yeah. That gets I taken feel like care there's of. a lot of people around like that, and it's yes. tough. Like when you do everything yourself, because you also have to like write the music. Then you got to pay for the fucking yeah. music, uh, and it's expensive. And that's. That's how I felt about. And I don't. I don't know if he has anything out yet. Jay Skaggs. I saw him on Ural's on on Top Hill. He's ridiculous. He's so good, man. He's I so saw good. Him, and then I saw him. You guys booked him. You guys when you did at the Colonial. It was him and the, he opened for the Hill Figs and and then I saw him once in the Monarch too. Yeah, he's great. He's there's great. a there's an authenticity to Jay Skaggs. Yeah, that that you can't. You can't fake it. No. You know? Yeah. I mean, you you've know? had like Vincent Gleason on here too, yeah. I think. And he's someone else who around town is his own thing and about as talented as anybody, but yeah. has nothing out anywhere. And yeah. so, yeah, it, there's a lot of talent in this city. It's just one of those things you have to like put it all together and you, yeah. you do that. And it's really Thanks, neat man. to see. It's good to see you again, by the way. It's been a minute. Yeah. Like, yeah. And saying, no besides doubt. all the stuff you do that we've mentioned, you're also big at the Monarch, which obviously yeah. we're fans of. Huge here, fans. So. Obviously, we talk about the Monarch. I mean, we love that place. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, the, we it's crazy because there's so much music. We've talked about the amount of music that's released like per hour in the world. And to think that there are people out there as talented as some of those, you know, Vincents and the pretty, pretty goods that, that don't have anything that really need to. It's, it's yeah, just wild. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. It, and there's some people, no shortage of talent. Some I think people cool. that don't need to that do. Oh yeah. That have, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a few people like that. <laughs> oh, that's no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I apologize to anybody that may have taken that one personally. Well, if they All took right. it personally, they make shitty music. So it's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's probably their own fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, man, I've, I kind of noticed, you know, I think this is the fourth time as a guest. You, you've been in the, the Earl's seat as a, as a co-host a few times. And um, I think from the first time to now, there's a, been a major transition in, in the style of music that you're doing it it's no less um no less exciting no less entertaining no less fire with on the on the fretboard um nothing like that you know because you came i believe the first time and it was there was a, some of the the you know picking but it was more rock and roll based and and when i go see you live it is hard driving um rock music at its core but when, you know, the, there just feels like there's a transition. Maybe it's since you moved back and you're writing newer songs that that you're like turning a corner into a different type of songwriting. Does that make any sense? For sure. Do you yeah. feel like that's the case for you? Yeah, definitely. I, um, yeah, big time because there was, and it's, it's you, ca you keep evolving, right? Like yeah. you keep, you keep, you know, just... I saw this quote, this interview from Jason Isbell. I'm not comparing myself to him by any means because he's something, <laughs> would, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. who can? Yeah. But um, he was. He said something that, you know, the more you write, the better at it you get, but the harder it gets to. The more songs, the better at it you get, the harder it is to do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that's so true because it's, and it's, it's also, because clearly you kind of, there's some things, I guess, that, might get easier as far as like you know if you get if you can get in a routine of doing it and this that and the other but i'm not one of those guys like i can't i can't discipline myself and sit down and or i haven't at least gotten to that point of discipline yet where i can just sit down and write all the time i'm yeah. gonna try to do that next year that's part of the plan for next year but you know um 
I'm one of those guys where it's like, I have to be fed some kind of inspiration. I gotta get, I gotta get something. And then it's like, you know, things will come to me and then I'll, I'll sit down and obsess over it for a day or two, you know, and then just try to get it knocked at least the majority of it. But as far as what you're saying, yeah, man, like I, I, I used to write songs and I really just worried about, I was so focused on what, what would sound good and maybe be catchy to other people. It was never like, I was all, I was always secondary. Like what I liked was always secondary and like, and um that's definitely something i'm i've i've moved towards a big time it's just like don't care what genre it falls under you know like in is and or or you know who 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 might who it might make sense to or who it might speak to because it's just like it's just it's something that i want to do and something that feeds me and fulfills me when i just even if nobody ever hears it just getting it down so that's something that I've definitely been, it has taken a big turn since the first time I've come in here for sure. So do you think that that, that turns kind of started with the Vulture album? Do you think that like you started kind of allowing yourself to write in a different way when you approach that as a, I'm writing this story. Uh, I'm not letting anything get in the way of that story. I'm writing this from, you know, as a, as this concept, um, do you think that that changed the way you thought approached writing in any way? Yeah, that's when I stopped. Like, that's when I was just like, you know, because when I first I was I was doing just basically for the, until I came back home. The last six years I was in L.A. I was like I was I was in a hard rock band, so I was just trying to, you know, write looking these, for like, the riff and looking for the the radio rock hook. Mm-hmm. You know, like just that's that's what it always was. It was just like we got to write a hit song. We got to write yeah. a hit song. It was like literally that's all me and the other writer would try to do. And and I'm not. There's nothing against that. I don't. I don't think as far. You know what I mean? It's like it's 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 there. There's worse ways you could be spending your time. Absolutely. Um. But as far as like actually doing it for like a longevity and trying to trying to 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 where I enjoy it. It's it's it was something yeah the vulture and the because there was that was the thing is like I'd bring I'd bring song ideas to my old band or I'd just you know show them to other people or this that and the other and it's like well it doesn't really fit what you're doing it doesn't really fit this lane and then I was just like you know after I tried I tried going into the country world when I first came back home because I was writing some country songs and then I was like what. Ah. I like I like to write rock and roll songs too. I like writing blues songs, I like heavy metal songs sometimes. And then that's when I was just like, I'm just I'm gonna pick the favorite ones I got. Don't care if they're not cohesive or they fit. And you know, and and I also I do understand too. I like from like a marketing standpoint, it makes sense to have like, and I get a, a lot of times when artists, you know, like like Earl, you're one too. Like you seem you got your niche. Like you're like you have your your sound, you know what I mean? Like to me, and like Luke's like that. Tyler Hood's like that. Scott Smith is like that, you know. And sharpen it to freaking it, sword. Dude. Yeah, Ching-ching. it's just it's just there, you know. Cutting what I mean? paper over here, dude. And <laughs> this guy. And uh, go listen to the new album, by the way, or the new uh, release. Right, buddy. Yeah, I got a new there EP go. out. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go check it out, y'all. Yeah, yeah. I've got to do that. I'll, I'll do that on the car ride home, man. That's um, only twelve minutes. You're so. gonna oh, love nice. it. <laughs> what well, heard? I'm sure I've heard. Yeah, get, just get one. Along yeah, and... one new song is out. It was the okay. final song off. The Jim Beam. Yep, Jim Beam. Oh, Jim cool. Beam. I think I've heard you play that one live though. Too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I, I haven't heard the live. record. Okay. Hey, you want to have twelve fun minutes and 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 like. A good listening experience. Go listen to Earl's Shit, I'll work. finish it before Go I get listen. down the hill. Then. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to it twice, man. <laughs> I will. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, when I was writing, like, that was the decision for that record. It was just kind of like, I'm an independent artist. I can do what I want. Nobody's telling me what I can and can't do anymore. Freedom. You know? So exactly, man. So it was like, and that's kind of a another, um, I guess, dimension or layer to that whole the album. It's just fine. It's, not just finding yourself, but it's also just like doing what you want to do. Freedom. It's just like, you know, that's, it's, you can, you don't, you don't have, you know, unless you're signed to a major label or management company that's like able, got, you know, creative control over you, which nobody wants that, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that was a big part of that. I was just like, I can, I can write and release whatever the hell I want. Yeah. You know? Huh. And so I want, you know, we've, we've been, uh, We've written a couple times together. Earl's been a part of a writing group with yeah. us, um, and you've written with several people since you've you've come back. Do you think that's attributed to uh, a little bit of an evolution? Just seeing 
the process for other people kind of, uh, does that inspire you to change or maybe not even change things, but just grab bits and pieces from different approaches? For sure. Yeah. Like that's that, you know, um, it was one, it was, I think it was the first one we did when we were just, I think it was after Lee from glory days played his song and just got to talking about how, you know, he always starts with lyrics first. Mm -hmm. That's never really been my thing. I'm always no. yeah, a melody or a guitar riff or progression or just, yeah. you know, and is that, that's every time it's always going to be like melody or chords first that then lyrics kind of fill in almost like fill in the blank from the yeah. melody. I, I, I write, uh, ADD, like everything else in my life, I can, I do it. Just it, I don't know how it's going to happen, but uh, sometimes it's lyrics. Sometimes it's lyrics with a melody, but I can go, yeah, okay, that's that's this. What we got? Is that how you do it? Well, I just got a question actually what's, what's for that? for everybody here because I've been listening to the Rick Rubin podcast. Oh yeah, a Broken lot. Record. Oh yeah, it's so and good. It, it's it's fucking so, awesome. It's so good. Um, but my question is, because a lot of artists will sit there, it, it, it's almost 50-50. 50% will say it's almost like you have to let, and I'm not a religious person, but you almost have to let God into the room. Mm. And you just have to let this like almost divine intervention happen in order for you to get a song. But then there's also another 50% that is like, well, my everything is so strategically planned out and, lay, and, and like in my head, I can hear every single little part. I can hear this, that, and the other, and I know mm. how it's supposed to sound. Well, there, but is there like a mix of all of it? Well, or? There's, there's, a, uh, there's a book called The uh, War of Art, not The Art of War. Yeah, the it's a great book. Huh. That, it's fantastic. That, 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 you know, you talk about getting out of the way and letting God in the room or whatever. It speaks of the muse. You got to get out of the way and let the muse take over because it's not something that, that you're creating. You're trying to grab this moment and, and, and express whatever that is that comes comes through. And it's it's written just like uh, the art of war. It's, it's you know, one page with with. 38 words on it and that's oh, your wow. thing for the day it's it sounds phenomenal. like my kind donald of book. presley i think <laughs> donald, i think i you gave you that too? book i know i bought that book <laughs> Did like you? years ago okay. i think it's donald press donald pressfield that sounds right uh, something like that okay but, but it's phenomenal because it just it speaks of uh art in, in a in a manner that allows you to kind of take yourself out of it a little bit um which speaks to the let let god in the room and i think that you know i don't there's there's a million different ways to write, and I think that's one thing that I've learned in this room, talking to a million different people, is everybody that approaches it approaches it in a way that is unique to them. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I've said that a bunch on here too. That's one of the cool things about music is there's like a, everybody does it a little different, whether it's how you write or you sing or how you yeah. book shows. And there's not necessarily a right or there's there's some wrong ways, but there's not necessarily a right way to <laughs> yeah, do something for sure. Uh, and it's cool. And I like kind of the point you made from that book that, yeah, sometimes you're not trying to necessarily get something out as you are trying to just let mm. something come to you. I always think when I'm writing a song more like it's almost like a sculpture that's like it's a block that you're there's something already in there that you're just trying to get out. And so yeah. more than you're trying to create something from nothing. I don't yeah. know. Every, every time I hear someone talk about sculpting, they're like, you can, it's in there. It's you just got to pull it out. Yeah. yeah. It was in there and the whole time. You just had to get the rock out of the it. way. Yeah. It's like, what? Shut up. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't really write. I never saw that to... dick in that rock. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer, going back though, what you were saying and like, and kind of connecting with what we were just talking about as far as like writing with people, that's something that I feel like there's sometimes I'll have a, when I have an idea, an idea, like if I get, if I have a, a full idea, which would be like a riff verse and a chorus or something like that, I'll have an idea of what I want it to, uh, an idea, what I want it to sound like sometimes, but often when co-writing, a lot of times that changes and goes a different direction, which I, th I love that. It's where it's yeah. like, and that's to me is almost like the letting, letting God in the room would be like, you know, literally just, not having any shame or spitting out some gibberish lyrics yeah. to see what fits, letting other ideas kind of like letting go of what you I, had, you know, it's for, for me, that's, I guess that's kind of where I would take that whole. What about like being surprised? I mean, is that, 
Is that something that, that when you're co-writing sometimes and you allow yourself to let go, where they take it is like, I would have never, that's yeah. Su- shocking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Lee from Glory Days. I wrote a song with Lee recently, and it was funny because Lee was like, man, I never would have wrote this song. I'm like, shit, dude, I never would have wrote this song. Like, I just <laughs> felt like, I felt like it sounded more like Lee, and Lee did not think it sounded like him. And I was like, man, this is a cool tune. And yeah, I never on our own would have, we would have written that song. So the the thing that I've learned that very first circle that we were in at, at Monarch sitting in the big room, um, I think there were nine of us or so that day. Eight or nine. Yeah. Me, you, Scott, Earl, Lee, Drew, Drew, Kevin, Kevin. Um, So when we went around there, there, there are ways that songs hit you. Yeah. There are ways that even if you're a music first listener to where I want to hear where this goes uh, with the, with the chord progression or, or the melody or whatever, what, if you're not even listening to lyrics, like, you know, you listen to Lee or you listen to Scott. Um, the one thing that somehow transcends everything is they hit you with an emotion um, that that you go, can you write that? Like, you know, because it is, there, there, there are songs that are just guttural at some point. And, and, you know, you go, does the approach change the way if you're approaching a song with a with sense of um, that, intense emotion and that that like thoughtfulness does it change the way that it hits other people because i uh i think sometimes like you dusty um you know can go either way but if if i make a cool uh guitar riff it's going to be a song i'm going to figure it out and that's that's what i'm leading with it's going to be hey listen to this i want you all to get in this groove with me yeah um where i don't you know, it's harder for me to write lean-in lyrics, which I think that they yeah, I agree, same feeling. big time, same. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I tried it after Lee. You know, I was like, I was <laughs> yeah. writing some stuff down. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, and then like, okay, what I wanted to sound like, you know, like it, it just didn't, it didn't, it, it it wasn't, it was wasn't as much my thing. Yeah, you know, it, it just wasn't. It's everybody's different. Yeah, man. And that's why I liked writing that song with Lee because I was like, I never would have fucking mm-hmm. written anything like this. Before. Like, it was very, very different than anything else I've ever written and it was cool. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, Lee just had some chords. Like, we went, we were at the Monarch. We went upstairs and uh, we're like, what do we want to do? Do you have any ideas? He's like, no, but he had some chords and uh, I was like, all right, fucking, those are cool chords. Let's do it. Cool. And we had some stuff came out just kind of a song about life like it was kind of it's kind of a sad song but it's like when you're writing i never had done a lot of co-writing but we were both so stoked to be writing this sad ass song we're like (laughs) oh yeah man that's great dude i can't wait to hear that the circle will start up again man once this is transitioned to the which i I don't know i mean maybe we should talk about that that hasn't been talked about at all okay all right, so there's going to be some major transitions (laughs) coming up at the studio man so this uh this place will be moving to a home near me Real soon. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it's going to be, um, hopefully nothing will change. The, the biggest thing is the sound quality. But, yeah, a little bit of a transition coming up for us. So visually it will look different. Hopefully audio-wise it won't be any different. Um, but, you know, um, that's what's going on. A little bit of, you know, Brad's still involved in all that. That's what matters more than anything. So will there uh, be any kind of hiatus? Will there be any just with the changeover? I, I don't think so. Okay, we're cool. we're trying. We're going to try to do it really, really quickly. Uh, transition this thing to my spot. Um, the biggest, the biggest thing will be whoever comes in. The first couple may get really screwed with their audio quality. <laughs> like I don't know why the sound is bouncing I'll be off a the walls, pig, man. But no, it'll it'll. Yeah, all right, you, yeah, you bring the band in. Yeah. Yeah, man. So we'll we'll uh, it'll be cool. It'll be fine. Um, I've just been nervous, and and I miss my miss my buddy a lot, and uh, that that's the main thing. But other than that, you man, got a good spot at your house, though. I think it's gonna yeah, be, it's gonna be good. It'll be fun, man. Sure. It'll be fun. Um, I've, I've got all kinds of ideas, and uh, you know, change man. is hard, but it leads yeah. to opportunities. I think for sure everything will be for be sure. Cool. Um, you know, I just to kind of jump back to a little bit of songwriting thing and just inspiration and stuff like that. I did hear something the other day from Johnny Cash that was, that really, really kind of stuck with me in the way that I think about songwriting. And he said, uh, he said, you know, a lot of people can go, all right, well, next Tuesday I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a song. 
And that's what I'm going to do that day. I'm going to sit. And, you know, a lot of these, especially because he was in the Nashville songwriting circuit. And he said, that's just not me. I, I've never been able to do that. He said, now I can, I can schedule next Tuesday to go outside and go on a hike. And then he said, when I get home, there's a really good possibility that I'm going to get a song out of it. But I can't schedule a song, right? I can't schedule a song making for you. So, you know, when you hear guys like that and people that just, when it hits you, it hits you, you know? You know, you think of like the Dolly Partons. Do you think that she meant to write Jolene and I Will Always Love You on the same notebook page, the one page after the next? Yeah. I mean, it just, she, something hit her. Yeah. She was in the moment. She was going through some stuff, obviously, with her marriage was ending. She knew um, where she was was heading was just in a total different direction. And on one page was Jolene, and on the next page of the same notebook was I Will Always Love that You. I mean, think about that. fucking wild, man. Think about that. <laughs> that I mean, that's insane. that's crazy. You talk about it's just, you know, that's that's something hitting you. Um yeah, that's not what my, my notebook's like a grocery list. And like a fucking <laughs> list of movies I like when I'm high. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's it. yeah it's big old ADD notebook for sure. <laughs> so, Sketches and doodles and whatnot. I got a quick question. Maybe all of you all, because being 22 years old and trying to... What's up, baby? It, like, like, <laughs> and they said nobody put the baby in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I'm certainly in the corner. did, buddy. We um, certainly did. So... I my lifelong dream is to play music, you know, as as I feel like all of us is that. My question though is after watching all of the big people like Dolly Parton, like Johnny Cash, like uh Merle Haggard, um friggin' Tame Impala, I mean, so many countless artists it, it's crazy, you know, you watch the documentary series and it's like, yeah, they had like the normal responsibilities for like maybe five years. And it's like, to me being 22 years old, you know, working at a trucking company and wanting to make music, my life, Spinsky. it almost seems like this weird teeter totter that you have to balance on a consistent basis of my act, like what is going to provide things for me. And then what is my dream? Right. And it's like being on that teeter-totter scale, when does one become too much? And do you really just kind of gaslight yourself out of thinking like, oh, I'm doing this for the money. You, you know, like right now I can tell you, I, you know, Penske's a great company. They're, you know, they do treat us really well, but also I'm not passionate about it. You know, I'm only doing it for the money while then, you know, it, it feels weird because it's a weird balancing act, you know? So for you guys, how do you all feel about having that? Because with Dolly Parton, she, you know, she was very, very, very young yeah. whenever she hit a lot off. Of, I think it just depends. You know, it, it's, you know, there's, you know, Chris Christopherson's story? Uh, a little bit of it, but not. That's a pretty, you know, one, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, different. He was like an army ranger, like, Train yeah. people how to fly a helicopter. Kill, he oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 he was, you know, he he. A lot of people, you know, Bill Withers. I don't think he it was. He was like forty something when he recorded his debut album. Like, there's there's a lot of John Prime was a mailman. Yeah. John Prime was a mailman. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of. Uh, I know that one. You know <laughs> that one hits me right here, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, yeah. There's 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 obviously like some some you know. Taylor Swift, you know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of the people that that got into it. Young Prince, well, he's a freak, but like, um, I th it just depends, man. And I think as far as that goes, like, you know, with you, it's like whenever it hits you and you feel like you want to make a jump or make yeah. more moves or whatever, it's like it's kind of depends. You know, I I packed up and left, went mm -hmm. to L.A. when I was 21, but I was working day jobs and stuff yeah. out there too. And I think a lot of you know, until there's a lot of people that I know that are signed to major labels that work day jobs when they come home from tour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a lot of smoke and mirrors when it comes yeah. to the music industry for sure. So it's again, there's no same thing as like songwriting. Mm -hmm. There's no like one way or 10 or 15 or thousand ways to do it. It's just like, it's however you can, mm -hmm. well, you know, yeah. find your yeah. entrance. 
I think that's it. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think like it's like I I joke always because my wife's a vet that there's more than one way to skin a cat. Like it is, <laughs> there's a lot of ways to do something. And yeah, I think like, whether it's music, you do music or not, I think as a person, you have to balance your life. And so sure. there's always something like I say all the time, if I, I work, I work 10 hour days and I was like, if I didn't work, I would be so fucking good at guitar, but mm -hmm. wh where the fuck would I have a guitar? I would have no yeah, money. Yeah, like, exactly. I gotta, yeah. I gotta have a job to pay for the band. And, but if yeah. I didn't have a job, I would be better songwriter. Be I might have more buddy. songs, but you, yeah, it's, it is a balance and it's, it's tough. I think that's just life. Well, though. yeah. The Legit. The, 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 I think the very first thing you need to do, Spencer, uh, if, if, if you're, goal is to be a traveling musician and do some stuff is you need a sugar mama yeah bring home the bacon get you a sugar mama you can bring home the weed that's, that's a numero you know, there you go sad. Um, now I think you know uh, number one everybody that you named when you named the artist that you named we're older artists who could make a living on one hit song, you know. Oh, I mean, things are so different. They, now. It, yeah. it, you're looking at a different thing now. So not only um, are are is are selling physical copies totally gone to where you're making, you know, even if you made fifty percent of a CD, you're still making at least five six bucks an album. And if you sell a thousand, that's fifty to sixty thousand dollars. That's directly yeah. out of your pocket. Yeah. That that can be streamed for free online or for next to nothing on Spotify. Yeah, basically so, nothing. So you're having to, you know, you're looking at um, artists, you know, that are that are not only having to carry their merch on uh, every tour, that throw in the in the back of the truck or in the van or in the trailer, um, they're having to sell that after playing a show, having to sell themselves and meet these, do meet and greets and do all these things that it's so different and not only. Are they having to do that? They're having to do it themselves. Yeah. There is nobody lining that up for them. They're yeah. having to make those concessions and and do the books and do the accounting and make sure that at the end of this thing that they at least don't lose money. Yeah, you know yeah. because that that's what it boils down to right now for for people um, that that we know mostly and and Dusty, I'm not speaking for you, but the goal is to get the art out there. Yeah to spread yourself and hope that you don't lose money. Um, and, and if you can make money on, on that way, good. That's bonus. I yeah, mean, that's huge. For sure. And that's the goal. The goal is to make money, to sell the t-shirts and do those things because, you know, I don't know if it's changed since back in my day, but you know, you don't make a ton of money from a, from a venue. Yeah. They're just not willing to pay you fifteen hundred, five thousand dollars to come in and take a take a gamble that you're gonna bring people the first no, time. No, they'll through. give you half the door and take twenty yeah. percent of your merch. You Unless know. you're a cover yeah. band. If yeah, you're a cover band, say, you can you, do it. If you want to make money yeah. being a cover band. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, a lot of your probably friends that, that are musicians for uh for a living, that's what they do. They'll yeah. do their original band yeah. and then they'll play the cover band where they do a wedding and make, you know, fifteen hundred bucks a person because people pay crazy stupid money to hear uh Sweet Caroline and and that bullshit that you can't yeah. stand to play another <laughs> yeah. note yeah. of, but you do it to sell your soul to yeah. to play your own stuff. I don't know, I, man. It's I a saw tough... a, a meme the other day where it was like someone's like, "I'm in a tribute band and I made fifteen hundred dollars." Someone's like, "I'm in a cover band and I made a thousand and then someone's like, "I made original music. I didn't know we were getting." <laughs> <by the way." laughs> I like, lost three hundred dollars yeah. last week. And my wife's mad at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah, dude. It's I the grind of it is is uh worth it just and I to think get that's it out. Part of it too. Like I I mean I played sports and stuff too and I knew lots of guys who could throw a baseball over 90 miles an hour and they yeah. worked at the grocery store. Like yeah. you know you just sometimes you have something and you you just don't want to work hard enough for the to actually get where you want to go cuz yeah. like not cuz like just because you sing and write or, or even if you're really good you don't always want to do all this other shit it is yeah. a lot of work like yeah. the amount of emails and stuff and time i spend <laughs> to book like one fucking show sometimes can be forever before we started you talked about trying to get out to austin and that you were trying since like may and yeah. could not get in anywhere couldn't no, even get a reply no, no that, responses yeah, yeah man yeah, it's, it's probably a lot been of work for to get three nothing 3 years you yeah. know just because <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, it's the thing now so. yeah and it's also too like you know, like what you were saying, you know, I guess kind of, you know, you had these like uh, ace athletes and stuff and people that are, might be 
young like prodigy musicians but once they like get out there in the field and they like kind of see all the other stuff they have to do because even if you get signed even if you get signed to where like you're you're you only got to worry about writing and playing and still yeah. it's like you still got to go on the road you still have to go like you know some people some people hate not staying in their own bed some people you know some and that's literally like i'm Again, like there's a, there's a lot of people that I I knew or know that like had stories like that. They they got they got they got like a break or they caught this big wave for a bit, and then they were just like, yeah, they've realized it wasn't something they wanted to do. Yeah, you know, like it ha it's it's it's. I knew lots yeah. of guys in sports like that who yeah. were like legit. You like I remember when I was a sophomore, I was at the University of Pikeville. There was this freshman, this little skinny guy, and they're like, "I hear this guy throws eighty eight. and I'm like, "No, he fucking doesn't." And then he comes out, and he was he had a fucking arm, and I was freshman. like, "Yeah, he was wow. he had a cannon." And I was like, "Oh shit, this guy can pl can play," and he'd much rather party and have fun, and he quit halfway through the season. And we got other like guys like me who could barely throw eighty, and I'm like trying my best just to stick around. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. There's a lot of stuff to do. And I don't think it's wrong to just, if you just want to play music and just go play at the open mics or book local shows, like it is a lot of work and yeah, you will yeah. like, there's a, there's like a constant, it seems to be a constant learning curve as well that you'll like, I don't know, maybe you get over it eventually, but you're always like learning something new that like trying to find out or figure out like whether it's booking or recording, there's always like something new to try or figure out it, it's tough it's a lot of stuff it's fine but so much it's not for everybody and you're like, dealing you're dealing with a ton of other personalities one way or the other if it's booking or band members or you never know who you're gonna or, run into there's there's always there's always a something. dick there's always a dick in the there's box. always a curveball like for example i'll just throw one out there that happened to me recently we are my drummer nick we're still on great on good terms and love him like a brother but he left to go on a, he had, he got picked up on another tour. Oh, so no. we, you know, this was three weeks ago. So no. unfortunately, yeah, three weeks or four, four weeks total to find a new guy that's down to leave for six weeks, which is <laughs> the second year in a row this has happened. Drummers, oh, shit, drummers left, but you know, month, month and a half before the tour. You and Nick have been playing for a year solid or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And again, like there's no bad blood. We, you know, I hated him for 12 hours and we made up, you know, quickly you know, the next day. And, um, but, uh, I'm mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, he's you know, and he's he that's it's he got offered a great tour and whatnot, and uh, I and I can't blame him, but uh, we got another guy, uh, Michael Stone, who's phenomenal drummer. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, 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 mom's music. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we had a Damn, mom sponsors you and sponsors your drummer. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, that was some, <laughs> something so funny. Another shout out to moms for being cool. Let me steal one of your instructors, but that was just like he was the first guy I thought of too because he also plays with. Matt Redmore, who's coming on the road with us. And, uh, but yeah, man, those kinds of things happen, you know, like the, it's, 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 uh, it's a life full of obstacles. No doubt, dude. You know what I mean? Like, but you know, there's so much reward to it. Cause it's just like, it's like, even it, I, I already know, like, there's going to be so much, like just the drives are cool. A lot of the driving is good in this set and the other, but then like, you know, the the parking the you know the load ins the loadouts the breakdowns of dealing with like drunkards and all this stuff but it's like just having those 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 moments on stage like you could have the worst day and you could just have like one one song that you're just like bands on fire it's like oh like you just there's no other way you could do it unless you were those people in that room at that moment you yeah. know what i mean so that's like that's kind of the whole, I guess, the pinnacle of it for me is like just those those moments on stage when it's like, this is why we're doing this. All right, so number one thing that you're least looking forward to on this <laughs> on this next tour, like head, heading out west. Oh, for sure, the California gas prices. Oh yeah, yeah. they're like six fifty seven dollars a gallon. Shut oh. your face, man. Oh. Fuck that. So you better for, take some five-gallon... Uh, yeah, you might have to find another sponsor you know or two. <laughs> yeah, dude. Chevron, you want to sponsor this tour? <laughs> Shell. <laughs> Shell, where you at? Circle yeah. K down at the bottom of Fairdale Row. You want to do it? Somebody, <laughs> somebody posted that the other day. I like. I was in this really great mood. I just picked up like all the new merch, and then I got home and saw this. Like, one of my friends in L.A. posted, I think it was seven fifteen for regular... But but I'm pretty sure it was over by like LAX, so it's not all LA, but it's still like it's six something a Who gallon cares? out there. I know. Like, great, I need two gallons of gas. Yeah. 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 So fortunately, uh -huh. when we're in, we're out, when we're we're gonna be in, we're gonna be in California for like three weeks, but we're we don't have any like. I think the longest drive we have is like four hours. We're not. We don't have. Oh, it's nice. not gonna be too crazy. We'll be 
pretty, you know, tightly bouncing around the state, but that that's probably the thing I'm least looking forward to is that bill. But you know, that's we got the sponsors. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you know? All right. All right. So you know, uh, that. N- number one thing you're most looking forward to. I mean, the Viper Room show is going to be really great. I haven't played there since February 2020, and I got some of my best friends on the bill. Brandon Bauman, who's been a guest okay. on the show. Uh, Hillbilly Herald, which is a great band. Done a bunch of gigs with Matt Redmore's Open in the Night, and then a uh, buddy's band, Wavy Trees. They're out there. They're like kind of like beach alternative party rock. They're fun. Uh, but that'll be great, you know. Um just honestly, yeah, being out, you know, but the as much as that show, we're going to be camping at Laguna Seca Raceway. You can camp there when they don't. And I've been playing, like, I've been a, playing Grand, or I used to play Grand Turismo and Forza, these racing games growing up. And, like, I always, and I I never went there. It's in Monterey, but um, I always, like, that was always my favorite track to race on the game. <laughs> and then we booked a gig in Monterey. So... Definitely want to try to go to the fairgrounds too, where they had the Monterey Pop Festival. But we're we're uh, we got a couple days. I you know I just got on to see if there was any races happening at Laguna Seca, and then it said like non-event camping. I was like, what? You can camp there? So like I checked it out in the map, and like on one side of us is the it's just like the mountains in California, and then on the other side is the racetrack. And they're having it's not a race, but it's like a a lotus meet like a bunch of dudes with lotuses will just be driving around the track so oh that'd be, be cool, cool. go out there you know smoke some vegetables and <laughs> legally legally smoke legally. Vegetables. yeah yeah legally <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i'd say the you know and just being being out there I, I don't know man like that's that's the thing too is like when you another thing like as far as touring like the some often like the the least you know like last year when we played i was looking forward to playing new york city um, but when we got there, I was like, dude, this is gonna fucking suck. Just like, it was just so nothing against New Yorkers, but y'all got a thing to learn, a thing or two to learn about manners for sure. And you know, just, you know, it just used I've to Southern, that. I'd open a door for somebody. They'd look at me like I got two heads and say hi to people. And this was mostly in Brooklyn. Again, nothing against New Yorkers had a great time there, but manners, check them out. And, uh, <laughs> but we played, we were like, we had this real long day just trying to, you know, get, find a parking spot and get to the venue. And there's like a couple hiccups. And then it ended up being literally my favorite show of the tour. Like, just because once we got in the room, great crowd, just really energetic. And it was just like, you know, I just, I was, it's one of those things just like completely flipped. I was just, I was having a terrible day and I was just like, this is not gonna be fun you know and then we got up there and killed it and it was yeah my favorite show of the tour right on man. yeah so you just never know so uh plans for some uh a new record anytime soon <sighs> there there was i was going to put out and i still might but I'll probably not now just because again things change uh uh, I had plans to put out that southern rock record smothered covered and funked i'm definitely gonna you know mess arounds coming out two days hey yeah listen to it it's out now on on uh the fourth yeah yeah (laughs) 10-4 that's it that's the day 10-4 baby um (laughs) but uh oh yeah it's out now what am i talking now yeah (laughs) listen to it now you guys stream it streaming mess around um and then shut up and play will definitely come out if later this year if not early next year but then i I don't know as far as i think uh, i want to I want to get a couple music videos for new songs and I have some other new ones I've been working on. I think I'm just going to be putting out singles, you know, next yeah. year just as, you know, because it's one of those things. Content, you know, this, content, content. Yeah, man. And then also just like, you know, putting out songs while they're like fresh to you, you know, like yeah. there's this, I remember seeing this thing cause we have that capability. Now there was this interview with John Mayer who was talking about, you know, how, it used to be you'd have to write all these songs and sometimes you'd sit on them for a year or two, which there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, like mess around me and Luke wrote in 2012 and still one of my favorite songs that I have, uh-huh. but that was, you know, it's like, okay, it's time to put this one out. But sometimes there's like songs that I write and I'm like, man, I really, this is how I'm feeling. I want to like get it out, you know, within the next month or two. And it's like, you can do that now. Yeah. 
And so I want to try to, you know, somewhat take that approach, but also just be more strategic with trying to get, you know, the most, the most, uh, bang for your buck per release. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just kind of really, and also get better about like after you release a song, still promoting it. You know, there was, I think it was Tyler, the creator, somebody that was saying something about how so many people put all these artists, you'll put months into promoting a single or album. Then it comes out and it's like, you promote it for a week, Yeah, you know? And it's like, he said, promote it for a year. So yeah, it's so true, man. It's like, especially when it's, it's out, it's like here, you don't have to say, Hey, here it's coming. It's like, Hey, go check it out. You can go listen to it now. You know, you don't need a pre-save link or this, that, and the other. It's like, you already have your art. And I think as an artist, you, you fail. We all do. If you've written something, you fail to realize that not everybody's seen that post. Not everybody's heard the the song. Not everybody's been to a show. You may post it 40 times and, and people may see it a couple of times, you know, but a lot of times you're, you know, I, you can get in, I think you can get in that rhythm where you're like, well, I've played this song 50 times. Everybody's had to have heard it by now. But that's just, that's a, that's your own mind thinking. Totally. I've this. You've got totally. to, you've, I think you've got to force yourself to continue to play that stuff and to promote that stuff and to really put it out there. I'm Agreed. just learning that myself too, you know, because I'm, I'm like uh, most and just learning that type of the creator uh, way of thinking too, where mm-hmm. once you do it, it's not over. No. It's just started. It's just literally, it's just, it started. just started. And yeah. it's, and there's this, there's this guy I've been following. Uh, his Instagram and TikTok is Bacon Bits. I don't know if you guys have seen him. He has like he wears he has a, like a cigar a bunch. He's like a long haired dude, but he's a he does A and R for labels and stuff. But he just gives out a bunch of tips for independent artists, and they're great. And he actually, you know, was doing a, a, a like a plan, like a release plan. He calls it a rollout plan that I you know bought, you know, because it's 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 essentially it was like. He also, it's, it's kind of help, you know, how to do some pre-promotion, but then after you release it, he's like, don't put all your energy into promoting it before it's out. It's like, you know, nobody really cares to go click the pre-save link. He's like, they want to hear it. They want to hear, it's like, Hey, here it is. Boom. Here's the link. Click that. It's going to bring you to the song. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I don't know if I've ever pre-saved. I have. I do. But it's, it, it's, is, it's, it's, not, it is. It's, it's not as much as I wish I could say it was because I see people post songs. Like, oh, you pre-save it, and sometimes I just. Sometimes, I always listen. I always listen, but yeah, yeah I'm pre-save. bad about pre-save. And sometimes when I open a pre-save link, they want me like we'll open up in a browser instead of my Spotify, and then I'm like, I nope. don't remember my login. Yeah, and so it's over, Dude, and then I have to no, just wait. Same. Yeah, like and it's and it's but it's, and it's weird because it ends. It's inconsistent. It is it's not. It's sometimes yeah. it'll bring you right to yeah. the page, but a lot of times it doesn't. It, I think it just depends on whatever. There's so many again obstacles but i think that that's like yeah it's it's you know that once it's out that's when that's literally the beginning of your song you know what i mean pushing because that's how it was like you know back in that's how it has been before the whole streaming thing took over it was like there weren't pre-saves for for records and cassettes and cds it was like maybe you could sign up and get like first grabs sent to you for the fan clubs and stuff like that but it's always like, hey, here's the new single. It's like, oh, it's on the radio or whatever. You at least get to listen to it. It's not like, oh, you know. It's like, it's, it's, it's coming, it's I promise. It's the arrogant yeah. thing for Spotify and all these platforms that, you know, just keep you on their sites or whatever. I don't know. Nobody will know B-sides anymore, dude. Oh, man. Some good Those B-sides the out there that the are never side. released. Just... All right, brother. So uh, everybody that wants to find you, where can we find you? Uh, Instagram, TikTok threads and twitter or x whatever it is now it's dusty vox twitter to me man yeah Yeah. same (laughs) x uh dusty vox d-u-s-t-y-v-o-x and then uh youtube dusty bow music facebook dusty bow music where you can just google dusty bow and that's dusty like dirt and bow like diddly (laughs) and uh yeah come see us on the tour all right man another good one earl yeah, that was fun. Good to, again, good to see you, Dusty. Yeah, it's always you too, a pleasure. Man. For right, sure. But all three of y'all. Yeah, man. It's been a great night. All right, buddy. I can't wait to hear what happens on this tour and uh, come back and tell us all about it. Rock and roll. All right, brother.